Hi guys. Today we're going to start a new series on heroes of the Bible. Now there's a variety of heroes from the Old Testament. You've got Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, David, Solomon. Today we're going to talk about David. But if you have any other heroes that you want to talk about, let me know and we'll get a story together about them. As we start talking about David today, I want you to get your book and read along with me. And then when we finish the book, stick around so that you can learn some other cool stuff. David is one of the patriarchs of our faith. His trust in God began a long time before he became king. And this is a story from when he was a teenager, probably about 17 years old. When David was a teenager, he was given charge over his father's flock of sheep. Across the hills of Bethlehem, from sweet grass to fresh water to cool shade, he led them, all the while keeping them safe and keeping them from losing their way. God was teaching David to, to be a trustworthy and tender-hearted leader. For one day, God would make David king over all the people of his country, Israel. You see, God had chosen this young shepherd because of his special love for God. And often, as he watched over the sheep, David would play his harp and sing songs from his heart. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by great strength. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our hearts rejoice in him because we trust in his holy name. While he kept watch over his father's flocks, David's three older brothers gathered 15 miles away on a battlefield ready for war. The Philistine army stood on a hill facing the Israelite army that stood on the opposite hill, and all that lay between them was a narrow valley. They were evenly matched, these two armies, and each waited for the other to sound the battle cry and attack. But instead, something frightening happened. Out from among the Philistine soldiers stepped a man so tall he hardly seemed like a man, but a man he was, a giant of a man, a champion of war, and his name was Goliath. On his head he wore a bronze helmet, and his body was covered with metal armor, and he carried a huge sword, spear, and javelin. And in front of him walked a man with a great shield. All in all, Goliath looked less like a soldier than a fortress with legs, a towering machine with deadly weapons. Why set whole armies against each other? I am a Philistine, one man. Choose one man from your side and let the two of us fight. If he kills me, we'll be your slaves. If I kill him, you will be our slaves. Who dares to fight me? King Saul's soldiers were enraged by the giant's challenge. But because they had no one equal to Goliath, no one as tall and strong, they were afraid. For forty days the Philistine giant shouted his dare across the valley, mocking the army of God's people, and no one could stop him. Meanwhile, as David was tending the sheep, his father told him to go to his three brothers and bring them bread and cheese. At once David left the flock with another shepherd and journeyed to the battlefield. The two armies now stood in the valley face to face. 
David found his brothers, and while they were talking, Goliath stepped out from the ranks of the Philistine army and once again shouted his terrifying challenge, Who dares to fight me? This was the first time the Israelite soldiers had stood this close to him. He looked so gigantic and fearsome, and they felt so small and helpless. In panic, they turned and ran back up their hill. Did you see the size of that man, exclaimed one of the fleeing soldiers. He's defying Israel, cried another. The king, declared still another, is offering a reward to anyone who can kill him. A reward, asked David. He seemed the only one who wasn't afraid. Several answered, saying, A reward of great riches plus one of the king's daughters to marry and no taxes to pay. That heathen Philistine, who does he think he is, defying and mocking the armies of the living God? He turned to one soldier and then to another, asking, Is there really a reward for the man who kills him? King Saul sent for David, curious to know why this young man was asking so many questions. Your servant will go fight this Philistine. You mean you? Why not? You can't fight Goliath. You're a boy, a shepherd. Nearly all his life, that giant's been a soldier. Doesn't matter. God is on my side. You see, when I tended my father's sheep, lions and bears attacked and I killed them. God protected me and gave me strength. And he'll do the same when I fight this Philistine. All right, David, go and may God be with you. King Saul clothed David with his own garments of war, his helmet and armor and sword. But they had been made for Saul, a grown man, tall and broad-shouldered, and David could barely walk or move in them, let alone fight. And so he took them off. I didn't want them anyway, David said to himself. God will be my armor and my strength. He picked up his shepherd's staff and gathered five smooth stones from a stream. Dropping them into his shepherd's bag, he grasped his leather sling and walked out into the valley to face the giant. Am I seeing things? Is that a boy, a child with pink cheeks and a stick? Did you expect to wave your stick and chase me away like a dog? I am Goliath, mighty as I am tall. And by all my Philistine gods, I curse you. Come and fight me. <laughs> I'll feed your body to the birds and the wild animals. <laughs> oh, you're big, all right, and you talk big because you think you're going to win by your size and your sword. But my God's going to show you that that's not how his battles are won. No? Well, send your God out here. I'd like to see him. You won't see him with your eyes, but everyone will know that he's with me and with the armies of Israel that you have mocked, because I'm going to strike you down and cut off your head. Enough words, little boy. Come and fight. The giant moved forward, his sword and spear clanking against his armor, his javelin held above his head, the sun flashing from its iron point. You've come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. With these words, David ran to meet his enemy. Plunging his hand into his shepherd's bag, he drew out a stone and tucked it into his sling. Then still running, he whirled the sling over his head, round and round, faster and faster, then suddenly let it fly. The stone slammed Goliath's forehead. For a moment, he stood like a statue, as if surprised at the boy's deadly aim. Then his arms dropped to his sides and his knees thrust forward as if tackled from behind.
finally under the weight of his armor and his weapons, like a giant cedar chopped down with an axe, he fell face first to the ground. David rushed to Goliath, pulled the enemy's sword from its sheath, and drove it into his heart. Then he cut off his head. The Philistine army gaped in disbelief. Goliath, a giant, their champion, lay dead on the battlefield, killed by a mere boy, proof that Israel's God was more powerful than all their false gods and greatly to be feared. In terror, they turned and ran. The Israelite army sent up a thunderous shout of victory and rushed after them, chasing them all the way back to their own cities. With a smooth round stone and a sling, he faced a giant who cursed the Lord, and he toppled that brute, for the battle was won. In a song the night before, hallelujah, hear the shepherd boy sing, hallelujah, picking and strumming the strings, hallelujah, you could almost hear angels sing, with a harp in his hand, his songs filled the land, he knew his God was his king. When David was older, God made him king over Israel. Through David's royal family, God promised one day to bring forth an eternal king, the Messiah, who would rule and love over all the earth. That's a great story. David defeating Goliath is something that had to be spectacular to see. Here's David, a young man of 17, going out across a valley to meet a giant Goliath who is nine feet, nine inches tall. In Old Testament times, there was a tribe called the Anakites, and Goliath was actually a descendant of the Anakites, and Anakites were giants. Apparently, a whole race of giants lived in the land before that time of Goliath, and so he was one of the descendants of the Anakites. But today, when you think about nine feet, nine inches tall, there's no one to compare that to. The tallest basketball players that you'll see in the NBA, as far as I'm aware, was Yao Ming, who was seven feet, six inches tall. But you don't ever find anybody that's eight feet tall, let alone nine feet tall. So here's David going out to meet Goliath on the battlefield. It says in the scriptures that he wore a helmet of bronze and a coat of scale armor. And that armor weighed 125 pounds. So sometime when you have your dad around, you can go out and look at his weightlifting set and get him to show you how much 125 pounds weighs. And then imagine how strong you'd have to be to walk around carrying that much weight in a battle. But Goliath could easily do that because of how strong and how big he was. It's said that his spear, the point of his iron spear, weighed 15 pounds. And again, you can take a 10-pound and a 5-pound weight and feel how heavy that would be to have on the end of a shaft and hold that out in front of you, rear it back, and throw it. So David, when he went to fight Goliath, it said that he used his sling and had five smooth stones that he picked up in the stream bed on his way to meet Goliath. The stones that he probably used were about the size of a lemon. The way that we know this is that the Roman army, 1,800 years ago, used slings and stones about the size of a lemon, and they would carve ridges in that stone and drill holes into them so that when they slung them through the air, they would whistle 
and make a noise that sounded kind of scary so that their opponents could hear these stones being hurled at them. These were typical weapons that were used by shepherds, so they were deadly accurate once you learned how to use a sling. And these stones that were the size of a lemon weighed about two ounces. So imagine being hit in the head with a rock about the size of a lemon at 100 miles an hour. You guys know what it's like when you wear your helmet at baseball and you get binged in the head with a ball that's maybe going 20 miles an hour and it hits your helmet. It really gets your attention. But to be hit right in the forehead with a 100-mile-an-hour rock, that would definitely kill you. And the scripture says that the rock sank into Goliath's forehead and then his knees buckled and he fell forward and died. So these are interesting items to think about. The five smooth stones about the size of lemons. The fact that you could throw a stone and they would fly at 100 miles an hour. So David certainly was enough of a match with God's help to be able to defeat Goliath. And that's the key to the story. David trusted in God for his help, and he relied on God to carry him through this difficult situation, and he knew God would be the victor in this battle. So whenever we're in battle, no matter what it is, we always need to pray and rely on God to help us through our individual battles. I hope you enjoyed this story. Talk to you later.